Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Well, hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you, and I, I hope that you're having a good day. And, you know, we are here live on Sundays, and we uh, are live on Podbeam, and uh, you can catch us live at uh, 4 p.m. Central Time on Podbeam, and, of course, you can, on uh, Sundays, and, of course, on uh, Wednesdays, you can catch us live at uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. And sometimes we run a little bit late, but you can catch us there, and you might just kind of watch and be patient with us as we get on there, but uh, we try to be there at those times, praise the Lord. You know, I don't believe that you're here by accident. I believe that the Holy Spirit drew you here today, and I believe he's got a wonderful message for you today. You know, if you'll just be aware of his presence and aware of what he wants to do in your life, I believe he'll bless you and encourage you today, and I believe he wants to encourage you for a good week this week. You know, this is not supposed to be just an average week. You know, we're supposed to have some expectation that God's going to do something unusual this week, you know. He wants to make it more than average. He wants it to be a good week, you know. You know, it's interesting. You know, some people get up and they say, well, it's going to be a bad day, you know, or they get up and say, oh, no, it's Monday, you know. But, you know, you can get up this week and get excited and realize that God has something special in store for you. Uh, but it all comes down to your expectation. Even here with this message today, you know, you have to have some expectation that the Holy Spirit's going to minister to you today. And I believe that's what he wants to do. I believe he wants to minister to you right there where you're at, encourage you, and help you to get a word from him today. You know, the Holy Spirit will teach you. He's our teacher. He's our help. He's our standby. And, you know, he wants to do a mighty work in your life if you'll let the Holy Spirit do that for you. Praise the Lord. So you're not here by accident. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I believe you were ordered here, and he drew you here by his precious Holy Spirit to receive something from him today. And I'm glad I get to be a part of that. Aren't you? Aren't you glad you get to be a part of that? So I have some expectation. I believe God. God's going to do some wonderful things today for you, praise the Lord. And like I said, you can catch us live at those times. If you can't catch us live at those times, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, uh, Tune In off Alexi, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung, and uh, Boomplay, I believe is the newest one. Uh, but uh, you can catch us in all those places there. So something's going to work on your phone or work where you're at on your, on your laptop, your tablet. Something will work, you know, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you and your life, you know. You say, well, why would you be in all those places? Well, we want to reach as many people as we can before Jesus gets here. I believe it's getting closer and closer to that time when he's going to meet us in the air and that we're going to be out of here. And I'd like to see, if you're not saved today, I'd love to see you get saved today and let God do his mighty work and plan in your life. And so we're reaching out to minister to as many people as we possibly can. My family and I, we were just praying right before we started, and we're praying that God ministers to you, praise the Lord. So you can catch us live on those places. And of course, we'll be on YouTube. The video will go up here. It's usually available about 9 o'clock tonight. So if you want to catch the video, you can watch the video there on YouTube. And if you'd like to give, there's no pressure to give, but you can give. Go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. You can get free messages there if you'd like to give to somebody else if you'd like. And uh, you can uh, be a blessing to them. If you hear something that ministers to you and you say, man, I, I bet this ministers to someone else, you know, download it, play it for them. It's free, and you can encourage them right there where they're at. You know, maybe so somebody in the hospital or somebody that's down or depressed, take it to them and encourage them and be a blessing to them. You don't even have to tell them who it is. Just take it to them and encourage them and be a blessing to them. Praise the Lord. Luke 638 says, Give, and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom for the same measure that ye meet shall be measured back to you. You know, so if you want to give, God will give back to you. He'll bless you back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. But you know, if you minister good things and you encourage someone else, how many times is God going to bring that back to you where you're getting encouraged right there where you're at today? You know, he'll send somebody to encourage you when you're having challenges, you know, so it's good to be an encouragement. It's good to be a blessing to someone else. That's his law. You know, the Bible says God's not mocked whatsoever a man. Notice it says whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So, you know, whatever you're sowing and what you're putting out, that's what you're reaping. You say, well, why am I reaping all these bad things? What are you putting out? You know, my pastor used to say, I'd like to put something out on every wave. So I have something on every wave coming back to me. 
you know, so you want to put out good things so good things are coming back to you. That's God's law. Do you believe that? I believe it, and I believe it. It's it's working for you right now if you're sending out some good things, and I believe some good things are in store for you. I believe I'm talking to somebody. Some good things are in store for you, you know, and I believe this will be the best year you ever had if you keep putting those good things out there so God can bring them back to you. You say, well, Jeremiah, that sounds like, you know, some kind of uh, – motivational speaker, you know, no, I'm not a motivational speaker, but I do believe in God's laws, right? And he said, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap, you know? So if you want good things to come back to you, don't stop sowing those bad things. Don't be rude and mean to people. Be loving and kind. You'll reap love and kindness back to you. You know, if you want uh, blessings to come into your life, go be a blessing to someone else, you know, so that good blessings are coming back to you and they overtake you. But it comes back in a big measure, whatever you're putting out there, and you're going to have some good things coming to your life. Praise the Lord as you put out the right things. Well, we're going to get into our message. We have no time to spare. I'm here for a reason, so I don't want to just talk about anything today. I'm here not by accident either, and I'm here by divine appointment bringing you a message I feel like the Lord's put on my heart today. So we're going to talk about that, and uh, we're just going to enjoy it, you know, and have a good time in the Lord. So let's pray. Are you ready? Let's just believe we're reaching out. I like I'm on the video here. You grab my hand. We're going to pray. And uh, we're going to believe God for the best for this service. And you get some answers to what God's leading you to do today. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. And Father, we can't do anything without you, Father. There's nothing we can do without you, Father, and be fruitful in every, every, everything we do, Father. We know we depend. We rely on you. You're our source for everything, Father. And Father, we rely on you today in this service, Father. We're here because you've led me to be here, and you've led that person listening to be here. And Father, we just thank you. We rely on you as our source for everything and everything that we do. We ask that you be our teacher, be our help, Father. We ask that you flood us with light, help us to see some stuff we've never seen before. Ah, help us to walk away. Not one person today getting what they need. Help them all to get what they need. Not one person leave without getting what they need. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for only you can do that, Father. I can't do any of that, but you can do that. And Father, we rely on you to do that. Even if I'm saying something else, Father, you're getting it across what you need them to have today. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And before we go, we always like to minister to you. Thank you for taking care of our families taking care of us, being our everything, being bigger than life and our situations and fixing all of our situations and having everything prearranged for us, good things in store for us and leading us in the path of those good things. And thank you for being our provider for everything, Father Lord, our peace, our joy, our healing. Father, we thank you for being our everything, and we just love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Do you believe that today? You believe he's your provider for everything in your life? Well, you know, you're going to have a better life if you let him be your provider for everything. You know, I mean, he's your provider for joy. He's your he's your provider for peace. He's your provider for healing. He's your source for everything you need, your finances. He's your everything. He can make it come back to you in a million ways. No problem for him. He's everywhere at one time. Have you heard about him? Have you heard about God? He's everywhere at one time. Praise the Lord. He's he. Um, David said in the Psalms, said you can go up to heaven. He's there. You can go down to hell. He's there. He's everywhere at one time, and he's everywhere. He's right there where you're at. If you you think, well, he doesn't. He's not here. He couldn't be here. No, he's everywhere. At one time, think about that today, and he's right there where you're at today. He says, I stick closer than a brother. Think about that. You're not, he never leaves you nor forsakes you. He's right there where you're at, you know, if you'll let him help you today. Praise the Lord. So, we're going to start this message. We're talking about facing the killer. We've been talking about that. And we don't like to give the devil no glory, you know. We're not like, hey, he's some big thing, you know, <laughs> right? But, you know, he is trying to take out people's families. He's trying to ruin people's lives. You know, he's a real devil, you know, and he's, he's mad, you know, because Jesus took all of his power and all of his authority. He's upset. You know, he knows his future. I mean, can you hear it right now? I hear the chains rattling because he's about to be, uh, he's about to be taken out and thrown into the pit. Think about that today. You know, can you hear those chains devil? Can you hear them? Those are for you. <laughs> he's lost. He's a defeated foe. 
And so he's he's like a crazy serial killer trying to take out people's families, you know. Now, he can only have power if you give him power. He can only do things if you let him do things. But it's important you realize he wants to take people out. You know, it's a serious battle. We are in a fight. You know, Jesus has already won the war, but we are in a fight on a daily basis. And what's the fight for? He's, it's the fight's for you. And for you having an effect on other people getting saved, it's a fight every day where you have to get up, you know, and it gets intense, you know, because the enemy, well, he'd love to get you depressed, get you down, get you sad. He'd like to get you to cave and quit on your faith. He'd like to get you to cave and quit on other people, you know, but you have to be a person that is a person that puts on the whole armor of God. You've got to be a person that stands up against the enemy and, and is aware of his tactics. And so that's what we're talking about, facing the killer. You say, well, why do you give him a name like a killer? That's such a strong name. Well, the Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we want to give him the appropriate name. He's a, he likes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he wants to do. Why would he want to do that? Well, you represent Jesus, <laughs> and he hates Jesus. <laughs> so he wants to steal, kill, and destroy from his family, and you're part of his family. You know, and you're the you're the direct link to Jesus, so he'd love to take you out. Think about that today. And he doesn't want you getting other people saved. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy for anybody he can. But uh, he wants he wants to do that to you and anybody around you because he wants to stop you from fulfilling the purpose God has for your life. He's a real devil, you know. And we have to make sure we're watching out for him on a daily basis. You know, some people don't ever think about that you know they just do their regular you or their regular routine they don't think about how he tries to deceive them and how, and he's a very good deceiver the bible says he's going to deceive the nations think about that and he is deceiving the nations now he's a very good deceiver that's what he does and he only works in areas that he, he gets his foothold in and so it's important that we watch and we make sure that we're making making good plans to take care of our family and make sure that we're being protective about what God wants us to be. You know, because we have authority over him. The Bible says that our position's way higher than his, and we don't have to put up with the devil on a daily basis. Amen. You know, he, he can't just kick you around. He can't just beat up on you. No, no, no. You have a higher position in him in Christ Jesus. You know, if you read your Bible, he, we're seated with Jesus, praise the Lord. Think about that today. And it's talking about your position far above all principalities and powers. Think about that. You know, have you read the second chapter of Hebrews there? And it talks to the angels are looking down and like, what is man that you are so mindful of him? Have you read that there? It's powerful to think about. God's mindful of you. He loves you. <laughs> You're the apple of his eye. Look at that word peculiar that he calls you peculiar. Think, look at what that means in the Greek there. He, he finds you precious. Think about that today. You're precious to him. God's people are precious to him, and he wants to make sure that you have a good future, and you have to be aware of your enemy on a daily basis. And I think that's where Adam fell, don't you? He wasn't aware of the enemy. He wasn't taking care of the garden. And we got to take care of our garden, our land, and the things that God's called us to be watching over. And we got to be people that are willing to face our enemy, be people that are willing to go out and do the things God's called us to do at any cost, getting as many people saved that we possibly can for Christ Jesus. Think about that. You can affect people that no one else can affect in this world. And God can use you to touch people that you may not even think that you can touch, but only you could reach them by his precious Holy Spirit. He's made you special in every way to reach certain people. And so your life counts. You say, well, I'm too old. No, you're not too old. There's certain people in your world that you can minister to. And it's important that you get up and you fight the fight of faith for Christ Jesus. And that's where we're going to start today. First, first Timothy, the sixth chapter, the 12th verse is fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So it says, fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight. Think about that. You, you're helping other people to have a good life. Think about that. You know, if they didn't get grow spiritually at all, if you helped them get to heaven, they're going to have a whole lot better life. If they didn't do anything from that point on, you got them right before the rapture, you're going to help them give a good life. You remember that, you know, the Bible when it talks about there, you know, and it talks about that gentleman, you know, who Jesus did the parable talking about the gentleman there that was in hell. And he said, go tell him, tell my family you don't want to come here. And he just wanted water to touch the tip of his tongue. 
Think about that today. You're fighting for someone's eternal future when you get up every day and you go out there and you fight for them for the fight of faith and <coughs> you're reaching out into your world. You're pulling another one out of the devil's hands. You know he hates that. <laughs> you know he hates you because you're pulling another one, snatching another one out of hell and putting them in heaven every day you get up. Think about that today. That's powerful, you know. And people don't have the realization, I don't think, of, you know, or think with their lives, you know, and how it has a huge impact on others. They just think, I don't matter, you know. There's some people take their own lives. They think, well, I don't matter, you know. But they're affecting people all around them by what they do, you know. And that's why the devil would like to deceive them and make them think, well, you don't matter. No, you have a huge impact. You may have a whole lot bigger impact than you possibly can think, you know. Think about when you get to heaven and you think God's going to look at you and look at what you and tell you what you could have accomplished here on earth. And I think it's going to stun a whole lot of us what we could have accomplished if we did what God called us to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the 10th verse is finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. So does this mean every day you're supposed to get up and be strong? Yes means every day we're supposed to be strong in him, not in yourself. You may not feel strong, and you may not feel like you can do a lot of stuff, but we are supposed to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We're going to probably use, talk about that last, but that we're getting down to what we're going to be talking about today. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Notice what day he's telling you that we need to be standing in the evil day. I think if you look outside, we're living in that day. Right? And if you're going to be able to stand, you're going to need the armor of God to live in this evil day. I mean, we got things going on around the world that are just mind baffling. You think about, you know, this evil day, you know, not to lift up the evilness in the day, because I like to lift up Jesus, and he's a whole lot better than that evil day. But, you know, you think about it, it is an evil day, and he, he foresaw this day. And he told you how to be prepared for this day. And he told you, you're going to need the whole armor. He said, you're going to have to be dressed for it every day to be able to face this evil day. You don't know what you're going to wake up to tomorrow. You don't know what challenges you're going to face this week. So you need to wake up with the full armor of God. And now that's not to worry you, to get you sad. No, God's already overcome the world. Jesus has already overcome the world. But you have to put on the full armor of God to be able to face it on a daily basis, to accomplish your dreams and accomplish your goals and to protect your family and to get your family where they need to go. You're going to have to make sure that you're putting on this full armor every day. I can't say it enough. I can't stress it enough. You know, you need to put on this full armor. You know, if I was a football player and I was going to go out and play football, I know in some other countries, they may not be quite as familiar with football like it is in here in America. But, you know, we put on, uh, when they play football, you can get killed out there. If you're not careful, you better put your helmet on. You better put your pads on. You better make sure you're ready. You know, if you go out there naked, you're, you, you get knocked out, get injured, you know. And if you don't have your pads on, you can be totally taken out of the game and they may be carrying you off in a stretcher, you know. But there's people who don't dress for the game, <laughs> you know. They don't dress for war. And you better make sure that you're getting up and getting dressed for war on a daily basis. In other words, you know, that's so important that he's telling us this. He's telling you, you better be ready for a fight. Think about that today. You know, you need to be ready. You may not have a big struggle tomorrow. You may not have a big struggle the next day. But, you know, just you being dressed up tells the enemy you don't want to cause havoc here because I'm ready for you. You're getting up and you're getting ready for your day, getting ready for your week. You're getting prepared for anything. And, you know, you're going to be have a joy that day because you're closer to God. You're going to, you're going to have a better day because you're thinking about the position that you hold in Christ Jesus. You're going to have a better day because you're prepared for that day. You know, So it's important that you're preparing yourself on a daily basis, being on the offense, getting up and getting ready, you know, not getting up and letting him beat on you first. You getting up and getting ready for your day. He tells us to be prepared. He's wanting to be prepared before it comes to your lawn and your front doorstep. He wants you to be prepared before it ever gets there. 
And so it's important that you prepare on a daily basis. You know, that means you might have to get up earlier if you have to do some stuff, or you might have to prepare on the way to work if you have to, because you missed giving yourself enough preparation time. Might have to stop and take a break. I remember, you know, working out, getting up early in the morning, and I'd have to go out on my break. And, you know, and I, yeah, sometimes I'd want to hang out inside, but sometimes I'd have to go out, take my break in my car, read my Bible for a while, get my mind right. You know, sometimes you've got to do some things that are appropriate for you if you want to be a winner for Christ Jesus, not just for yourself, but a winner for Christ Jesus. Think about that today. You know, you're not just trying to win for yourself. You're winning the, the battle that God has won already for in an everyday fight, you know, that you're, you're preparing on a daily basis for. You know, you're making sure that you're winning that fight every day. You know, it's easy for the enemy to deflate you if you don't prepare for the fight, amen, on a daily basis. Let me say this again. You, Jesus has won the fight, but the enemy's trying to take as many to his, to his kingdom and keep them out of God's kingdom on a daily basis. He's upset that he lost the fight. So there still is a war, but we got to make sure that we're battling on a daily basis to make sure as many people are going to be going to heaven with us and on a daily basis, praise the Lord. I hope I said that right. <laughs> Amen. Well, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand, withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. So he's telling you, if you want to stand and you want to win the fight, you've got to put on the armor. The 14th verse is, Stand therefore, and having your loins girt about with truth, we talked about in the first message. Have it on the breastplate of righteousness, we talked about in the next message. Today, we're going to be talking about this one, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I like that. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall stand and able to be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Powerful to think about. Lots of armor to put on. So it's important that we look at all those pieces, amen, we're, we're, and that's what we're doing here. Uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the tenth verse, it says, in conclusion, and I'm reading now the Amplify, we're just going to read this one verse here, well, two verses. It says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord, draw your strength from him, and be empowered through him, through your union with him, and in the power of his boundless might, put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier so that you may be able to successfully stand up against the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood contended only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces, wickedness, and heavenly supernatural places. See, well, why'd you read that? Well, it's because it's a spiritual fight. <laughs> Amen. You know, just because someone said something to you doesn't mean that it's them. You know, they may not be acting in their right mind. The enemy likes to whisper things in their ear, get them to say some things, you know, but it's not the person that we're upset with. And it's not the person that we're getting mad with. It's the principalities of darkness and rulers of the air. Our war is a, it's a spiritual war is what it is. And we love people, right? We're, we're Christians. We love everybody. We love people, you know? And that's why, you know, some people don't understand why we're so loving to all people because we know people aren't the problem. We know it's a spiritual fight that we're fighting. You know, people may think, well, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Well, we're loving because we want to reap love. We're loving because we want to win some people over, you know? But we know who we're fighting and we fight it with God's love. You know, and we we fight the bite the fight by taking authority over the situations and the principalities of the air. But our fight, like I said, is not with people; it's a spiritual fight. Let's look at Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the fifteenth verse. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Our gospel is the gospel of peace. <laughs> you know, and you think about it, the world has their version of peace. They, they, they have a way that they see that you should have peace, you know, and they do all kinds of things. They might climb up to a mountain, get on top of that, and just have the right precipitation of air up there and, you know, run their hands through the sand, and they think they have peace, you know. Or they may think, well, if I go sit by the ocean and read a book and, you know, the, hair, the wind blowing through my hair, that's peace, you know. And they might think, well, you know, if I, if I just go get by myself, if I can just get to a place by myself, that's where I get peace. Well, you know, they're, 
that could give you a physical peace of some way, you know, but God has a peace that's way higher. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's way higher and it's a lot better peace if you learn to live in as a peace. Ephesians 6:15 and then we're going to read the amplified version it says having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. You know, and God has a good has good news for a person that doesn't have peace. You know, and there's people that wake up every day, they don't have peace, you know, they're, and they're dealing with anxiety and stress. But the best solution for anxiety and stress is to have God's peace, you know. I'm not saying there aren't some natural things you can do, which could be good and help you with that. But I'm just telling you, there's no substitution for God's peace. And your feet are to be, they're supposed to be shod, they're supposed to be surrounded with God's peace. That's part of our armor here. John 16, says, these things have I spoken to you that in, in me ye might have peace in the world, ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He says, these things I have spoken to you that in me uh, ye might have peace. He's saying in Christ Jesus, in Jesus, and this is Jesus talking, that you have peace. Think about that today. His words bring you peace. Notice what, even what he says here, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. <laughs> I love that. He says, I have overcome the world. Well, that's why we have good cheer. He's overcome the world. He's overcome your enemy. He's overcome your circumstances. No matter what happens to you, you're going to have a good turnout. Think about that today. Whatever you're going through, the worst case scenario, and you went to heaven, you're still going to have a good turnout. Think about that today. Uh, whatever you're facing, all things are worked for the good of those who believe. Think about that today. You're going to have a good case scenario no matter what you're going through today. You say, well, Jeremiah, you don't know my situation. In <laughs> the worst case scenario, you're still going to turn out good. You're in a good shape because of what Jesus Christ has done. Well, you know, the Bible says that peace is mentioned 420 times in the Bible. It must be pretty important. It's mentioned there 420 times throughout our Bible. You know, God even did a covenant of peace, if you study that out, you know. He made a covenant of peace. That's where we get our rainbow from, is from the covenant of peace that God had made in the Old Testament. He loves peace. He wants you to have peace. As a matter of fact, I want to speak to your situation. Peace be still, praise the Lord. Amen. Some peace right there where you're at. He's trying to give you peace right there. He wants you to have peace in every circumstance, praise the Lord. John 14, 27 says it like this. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If, it's not, if your heart's not to be troubled, and you're not to be afraid. This must be a supernatural peace. You know, you think about all the world and, and the, some of the stress that some people are in, you can still have peace. It's not like the world's peace. This is a peace that will help you come through every circumstance. It's a powerful peace. It's a peace that's supposed to help you whenever you're faced with major challenges, whatever circumstance you're in, you can have a supernatural peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. John 14 and 27 says it like this in the Amplified. It says, peace I live with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Wow. Isn't that good? Let's read that one more time. I think it's so good we should read it again. There's somebody out there that needs this really bad. Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you. Perfect peace. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. You know, maybe today you're troubled about some circumstances and things you're going through. Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. He says, this peace will help you. He says, do not let you let it be afraid. Don't You don't have to be afraid. <laughs> Isn't that good? Doesn't matter what the circumstance, doesn't matter what it is. You say, well, Jeremiah, you have no idea what I'm facing. It's easy for you to say that. You, you're not going through what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through. You have no idea. But I'm telling you, this is what Jesus says. He says, not be afraid. He says, let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. 
Let it calm you. Think about that today. It's supposed to calm you in every circumstance that you're facing, you know. So if you're worked up and you, you don't know what to do and something's got you to the place that you just don't know how to control yourself, he says that this peace will calm you in every circumstance that you're going through. You say, you, Jeremiah, you don't know. Well, you know, he says it will calm you, you know. doesn't matter what you're facing, what it is that looks so big and what you think in your mind is so challenging, which is little to God. But this peace will calm you. Do you want to be calm today? Would you like to be calm in your circumstances? You got to let his peace calm you, you know. He didn't say you're going to calm it yourself. He didn't say you could do that in yourself. He says that he'll calm you in the circumstance that you're facing today. Are you going to let his peace calm you today? Maybe today you, your mind's thinking all the time on the worst thing and you've got your heart rate up, you know, or whatever you're going through, man, you just keep yourself focused on the wrong stuff. There's some people that watch the news so much that they just, they're all scared about tomorrow, you know, and, but his peace will calm you. He'll bring that heart rate down, calm you right there in your circumstance, you know. You say, how do you know this? Because he does it for me all the time. He brings that heart rate down, keeps me peaceful in a circumstance when I'm dealing with situations and challenges. His peace passes all understanding. Praise the Lord. Well, well we've been looking here at his, um, his peace. And if you look here in the uh, Roman battle shoe, these are we're talking about the Roman battle shoes of the time. It says, otherwise known... Uh, as the uh, calcium, if I'm pronouncing it right, had spikes or textured soles. Not only would the comfort and given breathable structure allow the soldiers to for march several miles without pain, so they gave their souls a comfort. These shoes did that they wore during these battle times and gave them comfort to march for many miles. You know, you can march, you can go a whole lot further with God's peace, right? And taking care, he's taking care of your march, your what you're called to do, and what you need to do for your life. You know, you can go a whole lot further with this peace, <laughs> amen. That also should tell you, though, if you don't have peace, you're not going to get very far. <laughs> You've got to have peace to help you walk out your day. So they gave them texture for their their shoes, and it also put spikes on their shoes. For the soldiers, not only would a comfortable and breathable structure allow the soldiers to march several miles without pain, but these spikes would help them stand their ground and stomp on the fallen enemy, especially when a Roman army had advanced, enemies would be trampled by the puncture wounds from several soldiers marching together. Not to mention, these spiked soles would help them navigate better over rough terrain, unlike other footwear of the time. The enemies couldn't... Uh, seclude themselves in a rough patch of land when facing, or they, they I mean, couldn't, they wouldn't get, they wouldn't be able to get through a rough patch of land without these shoes on facing the Roman army. These soldiers would advance with minimal pain rendered to their feet. So it gave them a texture on their feet to where they could go long distances without facing pain, you know. And, uh, you know, I got that actually from uh, crosswalk.com. And uh, you can get more information about the what they wore there. But this is interesting. You know, you can you can have the uh, sh you can have the gospel of peace that'll help you get to where you need to go and get further where you needed to go. Now, this peace is supposed to prevent us from pain. Think about that today. You know, you know, if you if you in the natural you didn't wear shoes, you can face a lot of pain. You know, I, if you go out in my front yard, I have. Uh, we have a gravel driveway, and we also have lots of stickers. If I was to go out there without having shoes on, then I could face a lot of pain, couldn't I? You know, I could get stickers in my feet, which my, we've had to pull them out of my son many times, and my wife, <laughs> and me. And, uh, you know, and if you go out there and you walk on that uh, gravel, you can have lots of pain that you shouldn't normally have. You know, you can, be, you can face a lot of pain if you're not wearing the proper gear to do what you need to do. And there's a lot of people that face a lot of pain because they don't live in God's peace on a daily basis. You're supposed to live in his peace. You're, the Bible says that these are supposed to be shot on, shot on you and you should be putting on this peace on a daily basis. It's important to be living in peace on a daily basis to protect you from pain. You know, there's certain pain that you can face that you don't need to be facing. I remember last year my father passed away and I went through quite a lot of things. You know, and because I love my father, you know, but I also lived in God's peace on a daily basis all through those circumstances, you know, wasn't natural peace. 
It was supernatural peace that I was living in throughout that time. I still live in peace every day. But, you know, how much more that peace is, is important to you when you're going through painful times? You know, sometimes you may be going through different things in your life, and it's good to have that peace to come through those times, praise the Lord. Maybe there's some things that naturally just coming at you from every direction, but if you're living in that peace on a daily basis, you can come through those times. Let's look at Ephesians, the first chapter, as I get a drink here. Ephesians, the first chapter, and the second verse is, Grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual wellness. Think about that. From God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, inner, inner calmness and spiritual well-being. His peace gives you inner calmness, and it gives you a good spiritual well-being. Don't you want inner calmness on a daily basis, you know? You don't want something just to catch you off guard and to throw you off, you know? It's important that you already have inner calmness. You know, if you face something throughout your day and you go through challenges within your day, if you're already calm when you start your day and you're living in peace, those things are going to be a little bit easier to handle for you. And so it's important that you're living in his peace on a daily basis. I remember, you know, I was working for this job, you know, and I was out in the middle of the night and we had to deliver certain things. And I'll never forget, I had, to, I had to go into these apartments. I had to go upstairs and I had to go downstairs to get to these certain places that I had to deliver these things for, for this company. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, and it was the middle of the night, early in the morning, you know, that we were trying to do this. And uh, I, when I was doing this, I, I remember I came down from these stairs, I was coming down and I heard a snap in my foot as I came down the stairs the wrong way. And then I screamed, you know, everybody's asleep, and I screamed, which I'm a guy, I don't typically, most guys don't typically scream, but this was very painful for me, and I heard it, and it felt like a bone snapped in my foot. <laughs> and I had never felt that kind of pain before in my foot, and it came down wrong, and it snapped, and I was like, I mean, I yelled, <laughs> trying to keep my cool, but just couldn't do it. It was, it hurt, you know, I came down wrong on that foot, you know. And, uh, you know, I was wearing, as I remember, flip-flops at the time, you know, and, uh, you know, I just didn't think about the shoes that I was wearing. I was just wearing whatever I had, you know, didn't really think about how important the, the job I had wasn't that important. If I'd had the proper gear on, I probably wouldn't have hurt my foot, you know. And I snapped that foot, and I felt pain that I probably shouldn't have felt because I turned the wrong way. You know, and sometimes people turn the wrong way, and they, they get a lot of pain that they're not supposed to have in their lives. They went a wrong direction. And they've gotten pain in their lives that they weren't supposed to have, you know. But God has peace that he'll help you with if you put on the right gear. I'll never forget, you know, and I, I, I couldn't walk on my foot. I was, I was hurting so bad and uh, from that time on, from when I got home and everything, I couldn't walk on uh, my foot. I was just stumbling, trying to get home. It was hard to even get to my car because I'd pulled, I'd I felt like I broke a bone in my foot, you know. And uh, it was interesting, you know, and uh, I got home and I put on the, a, a really thick-soled shoe that had a lot of softness to it, you know. I had some of those shoes. Of course, I should have been wearing those in the first place. But I was able to do my regular stuff because I had that soft-soled shoe, you know. And it's interesting, you know, if you've got pain today, you may be able to do a whole lot more than you think you can do if you'll put on his piece, you know. He, he can get you further. He can help you get where you need to go if you'll put his peace on you on a daily basis, you know, help you to go forward. I couldn't hardly go forward, but I could go forward because of his peace. You know, some people won't even want to get out of bed in the morning, you know, because they've had such challenges and they might be depressed and, and sad and down. But if you'll put on his peace, it's what helps you go forward. He put this uh, as part of your gear that you wear uh, when walking, think about that today, you know, and his peace, if you're living in his peace, you can get up and face your day. You can go forward with life. If you'll put on his peace, praise the Lord. We got to put it on on a daily basis and we got to live on it in a daily basis. Praise the Lord. Psalms 37, 23 says it like this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So what else can you do with this peace that we're supposed to be wearing as a tire, part of our armor? Part of our walking gear. <laughs> he says that your steps are ordered by the Lord, right? Well, you know, we use peace to order our steps. We're supposed to let this peace govern our steps. 
In Psalms 37:23, here another the amplified version says, "The steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord, and He delights in the way and blesses His path." So we want to be on that right path. He has a path that He wants you to be on, you know. And you can't go forward without this peace. You can't do the things that you need to do without this peace. Protective gear that you need to be wearing. On a daily basis, well, Colossians 3.15 says it like this. He says that we're supposed to let the peace of God rule in our hearts to the which also we are called to one body and be ye thankful. Some people may leave off that part, be thankful. <laughs> on a daily basis, we're supposed to be thankful people. Christians should be the most thankful people in the world. I mean, you think about all the things God's delivered us from. All the things he's brought us out of, we should be the most thankful people in the world, you know, and how he takes care of us. We should be the most thankful people in the world. We have to be careful, you know. You know, there's, you know, there's scriptures. I don't know how many scriptures, but I know there's two scriptures that tell us not to compare yourself. And some people like to compare themselves to other people, and they think about their condition, you know, all the time, you know. But our condition is we're supposed to be thankful for everything, thankful for all that God does and provides for us and everything we do. You shouldn't always be thinking, if I get to this level, I'll be happier. I get to that level, I'm going to be happy. No, you should be thankful for what God's doing right now. We're all growing spiritually, and we all have things that we're working on. But we have to be thankful. Christians should be the most thankful people in the world. God's providing for you, taking care of you, sustaining you, giving you your next breath. Think about that. We should be the most thankful people in the world. Think about how your health is right now and God's sustaining you. Think about how he's taking care of your family and how he's been so good to you. And it's easy to start wanting to jump around and dance, praise the Lord, because he's a good good father, praise the Lord. We're supposed to be the most thankful people in the world. But it says there, it says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Who's supposed to be the ruler of your heart? The peace of God. He's supposed to rule in every circumstance that you're in. He's supposed to be the ruler of it. And he's supposed to guide you and direct you in every path that you go. The Holy Spirit, but then his peace is supposed to rule and direct you in everything that you do. He says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That's talking about your spirit, rule in your spirit. And to that which also you were called in one body. Well, let's, you say, well, what all? What does all that mean? Well, the Amplified breaks it down for us here. Colossians 3.15, the Amplified version. I would suggest looking at it, get it in front of your eyes. Because we were trying to live in his peace on a daily basis here. It says, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him. Isn't that good? The inner calm of one who walks daily with him. So if you don't have calmness and you're stressed, then you're, you're, you can't hardly walk on a daily basis. You know, you're having challenges, can't even hardly get up. He says the inner calm of one who walks daily with him. You have inner calmness by walking with him daily. That means having a relationship with him, knowing your father, getting to know him on a daily basis, you know, talking to him, you know. It's not like anything's a surprise to him, you know. You you say, well, Jesus, I, I don't know if I want to talk to you about this particular thing. Father, I don't know if I want to talk to you about what's going on with me, you know. You think it's a surprise to him, you know, and you tell him about your circumstance and he turns to the, the archangel or he talks to Gabriel there and he says, Gabriel, I, I can't believe this, you know. <laughs> you think he's shocked? He turns to Michael, the archangel there, you know, and he says, oh, man. I don't know. Here, get me a tissue too. You know, you're talking to, he's talking to us and you think you're making God cry and he has to give him a tissue when you talk to him about your circumstance. No, he's not shocked by anything that you tell him. Think about that today. There's nothing going to catch him off guard and too big for him to deal with. Think about that. It's not a shock to him that you're going through the things that you're going through. But let the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, let that be that part of your life. Have an inner calmness because you're walking daily with him. Be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. You know, it's interesting here. You know, he's, he's telling you this piece is going to help you decide and settle questions that arise, you know. And maybe, you know, you're, you've got all kinds of questions and all kinds of things that you're trying to decide today. He's going to give you that deciding factor, and he's going to settle questions for within you. You say, well, how does he do that? We're going to talk about it. But he's going to decide for you. He's going to give you inner calmness 
boy, this piece does a lot of stuff, doesn't it? And settling questions that arise. That's a, that's a powerful thing in your life, isn't it? To know God's peace and be walking in his peace, being directed by his peace, your feet every day being shod with his peace. That's powerful to think about. To This peace indeed, you were called by his members as one body of believers and be thankful. What's that again? And be thankful to God always. So he's telling you, though, that he's going to be the deciding factor for everything you do. One version of this talks about he's the umpire of your soul. Think about that today. He's the umpire of your soul. That's how this piece works, isn't it? He calls it, if you know an umpire, you watch baseball or softball, you know, an umpire says it's out of there, you know, and it says that it's in there. It's right in the lane. It's a strike, you know. He calls it in if it's in. He calls it out if it's out. He calls it in if it's in. I'm going to get that right with the hands here if you're watching the video. In, out. <laughs> he calls it in and he calls it out. So he decides your questions by your peace. If you got peace, everything's okay. If you don't have peace, then, then things aren't okay. You might want to pray a little bit longer, spend a little more time with him, you know. Get to that place of peace. That's where you want to be. But he decides with finality, and he gives you answers to your question by the peace that's within you, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit gives you peace, you know. I remember Brother Hagin would talk about sometimes when he didn't have peace about something, it was like he got in the shower with the socks on. <laughs> it's just awkward, you know. And that awkward feeling is usually something, you know, I've found from my life is by, something I need to spend more time praying in the Spirit about, you know, until I do have peace about that circumstance. And so it's important that you make sure that you're governing your life by peace. Notice this peace guides our steps, right, on a daily basis. It guides our steps on a daily basis. So if you don't have peace, you shouldn't be doing certain things. You shouldn't be letting certain things go on in your life, you know. I remember one time me and my wife got on the highway, you know, and I was going down the highway and we were driving. And, uh, and I and, uh, had my son in the back, you know, we were heading out to go see some extended family, you know, and going out of town. And I'll never forget, we pulled off the highway, you know, and they were like, what are you doing? I said, I just, I feel like I need to pull off the highway, you know. And I pulled off the highway, you know. And then I was like, now I've got the okay of my spirit. What's that okay? That's a, that peace, right? I got that okay of my spirit. Jumped back on the highway again, but I, yeah, it was okay. I felt good at that time. I got back on the highway, and as we got down not too much further, there was an accident. You think about it. If I hadn't have pulled over, I could have been an accident. It might have taken my life and my family's life. We don't know. Maybe the Lord would have protected me another way, but he was trying to get through to me with that inner peace, you know, it's important that you listen to that peace. How many people have not listened to that peace and have gotten themselves in bad situations because they wouldn't listen to that peace? Brother and sister, it's so important that you listen to that peace in your life. Make sure that you have peace about what you're doing and be governed by that peace, you know. It could be your words by what you say. It could be with your actions that he wants you to take. It's so important that we are governed by his peace. I never another time that me and my wife are going to rent this house. I'll never forget. We were going to rent this house, and these people were charging money just to check out the house. I thought that was really unusual, you know. And they, they wanted to just, to just to look at the house. They were charging us some money, so we gave them the money just to look at the house because we were wanting to live in this certain location, you know. And I remember we went to look at the house, and I told my wife, I said, Sheila, I said, I just don't feel good about this one. I don't feel good about it on the inside, you know. And we kept trying to go further because we were excited. We wanted to live there, you know, and kept trying to go further. I said, well, honey, this is not the one for us. I just don't have peace about it, you know. Well, later to find out, they took the money, you know, from us, you know, and we never got a refund for the money, and, you know, and they were not real kind people. I remember, you know, and we would have had to work with them for, I don't remember how long the contract was, but we'd had to work with them for some time, you know, and it could have been a pretty bad situation, a very uncomfortable situation. You know, you always, when you do business, you always want to work with people, you know, that are kind and loving. And it's important because you're going to have a relationship with them for a while, you know, and we might've been taken out of a whole lot more money. I don't know, but you know, it's important to go by peace. You know, in every circumstance that you go out, you know, God knows how things are supposed to turn out. He knows what your future is going to hold. And it's important that you're governed by that peace on the inside of you. Praise the Lord. So we want to live in his peace. We want to walk in his peace. 
right? And we want our steps to be shod with the preparation of peace, you know, have an inner stability, calmness on the inside so that we can do the things that God wants us to do. This is an important part of your armor, isn't it? Living in his peace when you get up, it's going to help you with the steps that you take, help your steps to go forward. You know, some of you may be in a position where you just stay still and you can't go any further because of all the pain and all the hurt that you're going through. But this peace helps you to go forward and it helps you to go the right direction when you're going forward. Think about that today. You know, he wants to lead and guide you with this peace. You know, but he also gives you the inner calm and calmness where you can get up and face another day and keep on going forward every day with his peace. Praise the Lord. Amen. He wants you to live in peace and he wants you to be able to go forward. He don't want you to just be in a circumstance where something's hurt you and kept you out of, out of the situation for two or three months, maybe longer with some people. No, his peace will help you to walk forward and keep going forward. Even when you don't feel like it, notice this isn't you, it's his peace. It'll help you get where you need to go when you depend upon this part of the armor to help you with your legs and to go forward your feet, help you to walk through that pain one more time, help you to keep going forward one more time. Amen. He'll help you every day to keep that walk going if you'll let him do that for you. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, Father. Father, help us, Lord, to live in your peace on a daily basis. Help us to live in that peace that passes all understanding on a daily basis. Maybe there's somebody today that's even having trouble getting in your peace. Help them to get in your peace today and see how wonderful it is. And help them to get back up, Father, to face their week. And help them to be ready for the battle this week, we pray. Help them to get up and put their pants on and go for, throughout their day. Put their shoes on and go throughout their day, Father. All because of your peace, Father. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it. Help them to be their steps to be ordered by you and everything they do. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you don't know Jesus, you don't have access to this peace. You need to know Jesus so that you can have peace on a daily basis. God wants you to have peace every day. And all you have to do is accept Jesus into your life today. Amen. And, you know, the Bible says in Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th verses, if you confess Jesus as Lord of your life and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Do you want to be saved today? Amen. You want a good future, good, secure future for your life every day and, and a wonderful destiny that he wants to give to you. Well, you just have to accept Jesus into your life today and just pray this with me. Father. I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come make me new. Make me a new creation right now. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, you are saved today. And I'm so glad for you, for your security and your heavenly eternity and your security, knowing you have Jesus with you, never alone ever again. Think about that today. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen. And he wants to be a part of your life every day. Get yourself into now listening to these messages. Keep yourself in church. Stay around the word. Make sure that you're taking care of your spiritual walk. And make sure you're reading your Bible every day and praying. I believe he's going to be with you in everything that you do. He's got a wonderful, wonderful destiny for your life. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to check the chat here. See if we have anything in the chat. And uh, I enjoyed my time with you. Look forward to spending time with you Wednesday. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful day. We'll be putting out a new coffee confessions tonight at midnight. God bless you. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.